God develops dreams in the dark room. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part three of Stephen Furtick's message about the danger of a dream. I hope you enjoy it. Here's Stephen. You know, like now, there is no greater delight in my life than, than, my, than my kids 30% of the time. <laughs> There's no greater investment. There's nothing I'm more passionate about. There's nothing that can just wake me up more and make me realize what matters more. But it wasn't the thing I dreamed about. It was the thing that I did. And when I did it, God gave me the desire for it. But it didn't start as a dream. It started as a duty. This is so critical for a world and a time where all we're ever told is follow your dreams. There is no record in Genesis 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, where the Bible says, and Joseph remembered his dream and pushed on through. Because when life gets hard, you gotta have a dream. And sometimes life will give you hurdles. But you know, this is really awkward, this little motif I've gotten myself into right here, this little, this little spastic motivational speaker thing that I've set up here. But just follow your dreams. You know what? I can't find in Genesis where Joseph followed his dream. What I saw in Genesis was Joseph's dream followed him. So watch this. I don't follow dreams. I follow Jesus, and when I do, dreams follow me. Joseph's dream followed Joseph. It followed him to Potiphar's house. It followed him to prison. It followed him into Pharaoh's court because dreams follow me when I follow Jesus. If you look behind your life, you will see very clearly that some of the things that God did for you and some of the doors he opened for you and some of the ways he made for you and some of the opportunities that he granted for you were accidental from your perspective. But I've got good news for you. God's dream for you is bigger than your dream for you. Just because it doesn't look shiny when you see it, doesn't mean it isn't real. God said, you've got the right dream. You just need to see it differently. The fact of the matter is that some of us are standing in the middle of our dream, but we can't see it because it feels different than we thought it would when we first saw it. And I believe in dreams. I had a dream about you. I dreamed that you would be here in this church, and God did that. But it's a lot different than I thought it would be, because y'all are different. And it's, it's different. Y'all are different. You're different than the person three seats down for you. And you grew up in vacation Bible school, and they're thinking like Joseph is, wasn't that Jesus' dad? And they're like, it's, I don't. And I'm trying to preach to all these different people. It's just different. It's different. Because you picture, like, yeah, Joseph had a dream. Have you got a dream? Everybody had a dream. You had a dream. Dr. King had a dream. You have a dream. It's not the same kind of dream. You know what I'm saying? This was a 
This was a, a dream that Joseph didn't decide for himself. Don't follow your dreams. Because what if your dream was just the first draft? Are you open to a revision? I wanted, to, I wanted to be a punk rocker. I wanted to sing songs. But I didn't know God was going to let me write songs and pastor a church that churches around the world would sing as an expression or as an anthem of faith. It wasn't my dream, but God took that desire and He gave me the dream. And I don't have to be the one singing the song. I just want to be a part of it. It's the value of a bigger picture, but your dream can be a distraction because now you're not following Jesus, you're following your dream. And when your dream takes you down an unexpected path, you start to complain and freak out and get frustrated. And you are missing the dream because you will not wake up to the reality. Sometimes we don't know the difference between a dream and a fantasy. I told our staff recently, this is the dream. When you're, when you're frustrated in ministry, remember that some of you were watching Elevation Church online before you came to work here, and you thought, oh, if I could ever get there one day. But you didn't know that the baptism tank was going to be half full when you got here, and you'd have to fill it up right before. And next time you, next time you have to get here, and you, the volunteers don't show up, and next time you have to just, just say to yourself, this is the dream. Huh? Waking up in the middle of the night as a new mom, this is the dream. Even if you have to fake a smile, the devil won't know the difference. All he'll see is that you're smiling. This is the dream. And yet it won't feel like American Idol. And yet it won't feel like an Olympic gold medal ceremony because it's not that kind of dream. By the time Joseph's dream finally came true, because dreams do come true, it was two decades later. Not only had he been falsely imprisoned, not only had he been forgotten about, not only had he been misunderstood, not only was he incarcerated for a crime he didn't commit, but in the process of it, he was unappreciated for his part in someone else's freedom. Yet, when he finally got to his dream, he realized something that is very hard for us to comprehend in an Instagram world, that God develops dreams in the darkroom. And the issue is that we have an Instagram expectation, but we serve a darkroom God. For the four of y'all who are clapping, I'm going to keep preaching. When you get your picture really developed by a professional, they don't post it 10 seconds after they took it with a prefabricated filter by Instagram Incorporated. They take it into a special room. And they do special things in a special room. If any of y'all ever had to drop some film off at CVS, if any of you ever had to go through a season of your life where you had to trust a professional, where you had to put something in the hands of God, where you had to hand him the negatives and trust him to take the negatives and take them into the secret place of the Most High. And take them into the place of his purpose, and take them into the place of his wisdom, and take them into the mystery, and trust him that if I put it in his hands 
and if I have the patience to let it develop, if I have the patience to know that every scene of my life is playing a part in the bigger picture, not of the dream that I had, but of the desire that was in God's heart, and I might be standing in the middle of a dream that I don't have the clarity to see right now because the picture does not match my preference. But watch this. I'm willing and ready and able to trust God even in the dark places of my disappointment because I understand that some of God's greatest work happens in the dark where I don't understand and I'm feeling around and I thought I was going to be done with this by now and I thought I'd be different by now and this is not how they put it on the box and this is not how the hamburger looked on the commercial but here I am God and I trust you not my dream I trust you not my idea I will not make my ideas my idol I'm worshiping you I'm serving you it's not about position it's about purpose So when he finally had his dream come true, it was not in the form of shiny stars. It was in the form of his 11 brothers who betrayed him, coming to him and asking for food. And Joseph is in Pharaoh's court distributing the grain for not only that nation, but for all the surrounding nations. And he looks up at his brothers who hurt him, who are standing with their hands out, and realizes, this is the dream. I'm at the center, but it's not for status. It's for service. Has God been trying to get you to see that in your own life lately? We, we attach ourselves to a version of a dream that may not have even come from God to begin with. And what if the greatest thing God is going to do through your life is what he is going to allow you to contribute to somebody else's? Are you open to that dream? When, when the angel came to Mary, he said, you're going to have a baby. When the angel came to Joseph in a dream, he said, you're going to help her. What if the dream God has for me isn't even about me? It's the danger of a dream to start thinking, like, this is what my kids are going to grow up and do. Okay? Like, get your Harvard mug out of your coffee mug cabinet. And what if your kid doesn't turn out to do what you wanted them to do? What if God has a different dream for them? What if it's better? What if it's deeper? What if the reason God let your dream die is because it wasn't big enough? When we put too much pressure on a dream to come true, we allow our dream to become a distraction from the season that we're in. And I preach this way because if Joseph had gone around looking for stars for his dream, you know, reach for the stars, but it wasn't in the form of a star that the dream came. It was in the form of his brothers. It was in the form of his responsibility. It was in the form of a duty. 
You don't have to have some grand dynamic dream to serve God. Stop feeling guilty because you don't have some huge dream to 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 end cancer or to or to start a new to start a new ministry or to maybe like be the next Bill Gates or Elon Musk or go to space. Maybe you don't have the talent for that. You don't have to have a huge dream, but you do need to serve a purpose in this season. And I wonder, is there somebody here watching online who is standing right in the middle of the dream, but it looks different than it did in the distance? This is the dream, to know him, to serve him, to love him. That was Stephen Furtick, and you can find that clip and the whole message on YouTube if you search under Stephen Furtick, The Danger of a Dream. You can also find out more information about him at his website, stephenfurtick.com. I hope you have an amazingly blessed day, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.